Not every film can be Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance movies. No poor blunts were harmed in the making of this podcast. Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies, and I'm from Texas. That's Yeehaw. right. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Born and raised. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one-and-done kind of movie viewer, knows that Whataburger is way better than In-N-Out. That's so true. Texas. Represent. And today, we are giving a second chance to 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, we are, because of the spooky season that is October, we've decided to revisit all the reboots of the mid-2000s that we got. Oh man, has it been a fun ride? It has been Uh, a journey. Everyone, Spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about this movie, giving away big details of this movie, and I'm going to even shoot out another spoiler alert. We might even talk about details of its predecessor, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know if we're going to, but I'm just going to forewarn you. Just throw that blanket over. Spoiler blanket. Yeah, better safe than sorry. We're going to go into this loosey-goosey, so we will see what happens. But if you have not seen either, you know... Uh, wait until listen to this episode come back to us after you've seen at least one of these movies <laughs> or don't I mean, whatever or, it's up to you i feel like if you like horror movies you had to have seen at least one of them and if you don't like horror movies you'd never sit through either one of them that's very accurate my my wife who hates horror movies um did not sit through this one she that's was like, fair. You know what? go on you know what all your october movies you can watch without me. I don't need to watch any. I'll listen to your show. I won't know what you're talking about. Well, thanks for but the yeah. support still, Megan. That's nice. <laughs> That's appreciated. All right. All right. So what is 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre about? Well, IMDb says, after picking up a traumatized young hitchhiker, five friends find themselves stalked and hunted by a deformed chainsaw-wielding loon and his family of equally psychopathic killers. Why not just go for a psychotic? That's so much easier. So, (laughs) oh man, this, um, that summary is weird because I I think we would, I would just dumb it down to like five friends are, are being stalked by a chainsaw wielding loon. I would keep loon. Loon is a good fun. word. Loon is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I do like loon. Yeah, I agree. That's it. Just that's it. Dumb it down even more. Yeah. Because like, uh, I wouldn't mention the hitchhiker. That's a fun little like. Oh no, I didn't see this coming. Right. We know there's a check. We know there's a chainsaw something in this movie because yeah, it's in the title. <laughs> hey, that's the name of the movie. First off, let's start. Have you seen the original? 
I have definitely seen the original. Um, I cannot remember the first time I saw the original. I've seen it a few times over the years, which is rare for me. Horror movies is the one genre where I will rewatch movies, surprisingly. I don't Weird. know why. Yeah, I don't or know why. I'm usually one and done because like half the fun is like the scare that you initially get. If you know or you know it's coming, right? What's the point? I don't know. I, I there's something about horror that, I, and I don't know what this is about me that I could rewatch, and I have. Um, <laughs> I do not remember the first time I watched the reboot. Me neither. I, I did not see it in theaters. I must have seen it like rented it on like DVD. That's I, that's how I would have seen it because this was before streaming was super in. Right. Oh yeah. And I would have never seen this in the theater no um i do remember the first time i saw the original because like growing up my parents would have like no it's too scary you don't want to watch it (laughs) and like i would have never had the time to ever watch it um so in college i was like you know what i'm from i'm from texas i live in texas why have i never seen the texas chainsaw massacre yeah so in my dorm room i think the roommate was out i don't know i had the whole place to myself had the lights off, popcorn made. I was like, I'm going to make this a nice movie night for myself. <laughs> and it just starts off with a creepy, like, camera picture taking. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm in a mood now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm I'm in this. It was creepy as hell. The, the first one, in my opinion, still really holds up in terms of, like, really still getting to you. Um, and I think that opening does a lot. Right we're away. not here to talk about the original though we sure are not um so this <laughs> remake <laughs> the this, remake the remake i agree i i think i saw it if not when it came out a few years after yeah. don't remember it a ton didn't remember it much i just know this was like panned and like it's made fun of and it's like again one of those really awkward early 2000s there's only two things i remember from it mm-hmm. one it had jessica beale yep and two it had eric balfour <laughs> And those are the two things I remember distinctly. That's accurate. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So forget about what we talked about. You know, what about our first opinion? Did you like it when you first saw it? See, I don't remember. I don't like I guess I <laughs> that's not didn't speaking highly it. of it. I know that's almost worse than like hating it. Anyway, anyway, love, hate, apathy, whatever. Let's get into what people thought about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. So Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 37%. That's a Rotten Tomato. Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a real Rotten Tomato. The audience gave it 57. So they also thought it was a stinker. They didn't yeah, like it. No. Again, like we might have mentioned in our last video, I think it's one of those everyone likes the original and so they're like fuck this it's not it's not the original yeah we know it's not yeah like it's new people are trying something right but the critics they got to be the purists you know it's the original or nothing which so this makes sense it's it's like friday the 13th where critics have to hate it and audiences are like i was entertained it's like not great it's fine um but let's get into some some positive thoughts on this movie some positive reviews i was like starting off with a good note like yeah hey, what did we like about this all right well i got one sure yeah jamie russell from the bbc wrote it's gory stylish and occasionally scary 
push button factory of shocks and shrieks remarkably better than anyone had the right to expect. Okay. I don't think anyone expected it to be, you know, much of anything. I don't know because like 2003, were we really into reboots at that point? I don't remember. Or is this like the being, start of the reboots? It, it had to have been because now looking back, I it, it, there's so many reboots, especially of like slashers and horror movies. But I don't remember it thinking that at the time, like, oh, wow, he's, we're getting a lot of reboots here. Um, it wasn't until like a few years down the road that I started to notice it way more. But I mean, yeah, we had to, we had to, this had to have been the start of it, just like looking back. All right. Trace Thurman of Horror Queers Podcast. Am I saying the word horror right? Horror? I always horror. feel like I'm saying horror. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like I'm saying whores. I know. It, it, I, you're not the only one to struggle with that. Horror. Horror. It's a weird word. It's like the rule juror. From the rural juror. <laughs> what is Jenna what is saying? Trace Thurman of Horror Queers Podcast. <clears throat> one of the best horror remakes ever made. A truly remarkable piece of work. I'm glad he liked it. Yeah. Um, what I do, what I do think, though, um, our, our director Marcus Nespel is how I'm going to pronounce his name. I don't know how. I've never met the man. I don't know. Um, the look is consistent the entire time. It is. The, yeah. The vibe, everything about it looks well made. Um, I don't think this is like the vibe for me. That's not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. But I could acknowledge that, man, did he just make the fuck out of this movie? Yeah. Like, he has a vision and it looks consistent and great. Like, I, I can't crit critique it on a way of like, it looks disgusting. I think everything needs to get washed oh, yeah. constantly. Yeah yeah oh it's rough it's rough to watch but but in a horror way in the vibe where it's like oh this is ooh, yeah. yikes so you're right in that aspect like yeah he's, he's did a really good job at remaking yeah. it and bringing everything every, like shots look good it i mean everything looks dirty but it looks good dirty like right like, for this oh, setting man. it's what needs to happen and um i didn't pick up on this until yesterday but this guy um Marcus Nispel also did Friday the 13th. Which so, we just reviewed. We just reviewed. And I, I think they were pretty distinct too. So like, good job, Marcus. Like they both, they did this, you knew what you were doing for both. This one has like a really grungy feel and the other yes. one has a, like a campy feel, which is, yeah. fits both of those worlds well. Yeah, so he understood the assignment. Good job, Marcus. Speaking of Marcus, uh, Stephen Hunter from the Washington Post wrote, you realize how hard this is on me? to have to tell you what a superb job director Marcus Nispel has done recreating, yet also revising 1974's grisly, gristly, protein-centric masterpiece. This is where I, I, I feel really bad about reboots and stuff. Let's stop remaking things people loved mm -hmm. and start remaking things people hated. Yeah, um, give it a second like, chance. Hey, you know what? 
we did a bad job on this, but it could be better. There are good things about this. Let's redo it, make it better. Yeah. And I think that also like this review is so condescending because he's basically saying, hey, um, the director did a really good job, but like, I wish he didn't. Like, that's a weird way to come into this. Addison McDonald of Premier Magazine. Beale rises above the rest of the cast as a compelling protagonist in a role that mostly requires her to scream and run around in a tight tank top. Okay, you know what? Hold your thoughts, because I'm about to roll into mine. Are you ready? Here we go. I'm biting my tongue right now. (laughs) Terry Lawson from Detroit Free Press wrote, it is nearly as tense and nasty as the original, and to be fair, features far better acting, most notably by Jessica Biel, who is compelling, even when she isn't about to burst out of her wet t-shirt. Guys, Jesus Christ, that's not a compliment. <laughs> it's not so, a compliment. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start off by the positive. I think the entire cast, everyone is bringing it. There's not a yeah. bad performance in the movie. Even Eric Balfour, who, good, good job, who Eric. I know you and I have shit on constantly, but like unfairly too. God totally. damn, is he? He's he's underrated. We'll talk about him later. We'll, we'll get there because I got thoughts. I <laughs> want to talk about Eric Balfour so much. I do Just, too. Ooh, Richard Roper of Eperd and Roper. A bloody good time of a B movie. And you know what? He's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Well, you know, I feel like we've gotten all the good feels out of the way. So let's yeah. flip this sucker around and get fucking negative. Yeah, let's start shitting on this movie. Everyone <laughs> hated it. <laughs> Gene Seymour with Newsday wrote, it's so caught up in concept and layout that it frequently forgets to push the jolt buttons. I disagree. I What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, it hits you sometimes. It knows exactly what it's doing. It it's, does. Yeah. It's like almost it's like copy paste from the original, but like yeah. you know what? We gotta add things to this because right. now that it's 2003, audiences expect more. So we have to give a little bit more. Yeah. I don't think that's like a concept it gets bogged down in. I think it's really simply taking the original, putting a little twist on it adding some things, taking some things out, a remake, Gene, calm down. Ed Gonzalez of Slant Magazine wrote, not only is this useless revision ignorant of history, it panders. (laughs) Yeah. The history of these murders is something I take to heart. Oh my God. It panders to its modern audience with look ma visual brouhaha. Bro, what are you talking about? Kevin Carr, a fat guy's at the movies. Good for them. The biggest question for me is, why? <laughs> why? You know what? Because someone was like, hey, you know what? I really like Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 70-whatever. And that made a lot to me. And I'd like to remake that movie because... The studio said, yeah, we'll give you money. And I wanted to make it. And that's why it happened. That's why it happened. But you know what? Never not ask why. 
It's a very important question. You know what? Who cares? It's not, not here, though. We don't. Who, who cares why? We got it. <laughs> we got it. Deal with it. All right. Glenn Lovell. Yeah. Glenn Lovell of San Jose Mercury News wrote that it escaped the straight to video bin suggests that Hollywood's contempt for today's youth audience has reached a new level. Yikes, like, yikes. First of all, like, um, it has Jessica Biel in it. There was a high budget here. It's not straight to video bin worthy. I think that's super condescending to say that. This is not straight to bin. No. <laughs> there are way more movies that would straight to bin. <laughs> We've reviewed some. <laughs> we, I'm sure we have. Okay, Jessica. I have found a no minnow quote. You mean you found a treasure? No minnow from Movie Mom. <clears throat> She's a top critic, too. Good for her. She is a top critic. You're In right, my heart, Rotten Tomatoes. She's my favorite Ugh, critic. She's our favorite critic. I don't know where we found her, but we love her. Love her. No, I want to talk to the no about I would, movies. I would love to eventually have her on as a guest and just just touch base. Like, no. Just... <laughs> what's your favorite movie? And what's your least favorite movie? Oh. What movie? Now, what movie do you think deserves that second chance? Oh my god! That's I want the hear question. Thoughts. I need to know what she thought. Like, I loved it, but everyone else hated it, and I don't get it. She's got so many opinions. Okay. So I don't even know where that so that now, would lead. Okay. Now, sorry. Nell in this movie has a negative opinion. Okay. For dedicated admirers of the original, this version is just another rehash of the classic. But for newcomers or those who are looking for good old-fashioned scare, then there is plenty of meat on this table. Oh my god, she oh did a pun. Oh my god, oh my god. That didn't sound like a bad That was review. a very honest review. That was very like, hey, if you like, if you're a purist, you're not going to like it. But if you're new, you might like it. And then she ended it with a pun. A very good pun. No, god. this is my favorite review and this sums up the movie for it's me. It's perfect. She's a legend. <laughs> this woman, she, that's that's a plus that is the movie yes that's the review you might like it you might not if you love the original probably not gonna like it you can skip that's it because you're probably gonna whine about the shit <laughs> all right those are the reviews for sure um jessica what did you like about this movie or what did you hate what do you want to start on oh let's you know those those critics were super mean they were just, I didn't like that vibe. So let's pick it back up. Let's let's get a refresher. Let's start with some things we did like. I actually liked the cast a lot. Um, I okay. I liked all the minor players we had, all the sort of bit parts. I thought everyone fit everything really well. The yeah. very creepy people were just the perfect amount of creepy and evil. While we're on them, are Lee Ermey? Is there like a creepy sheriff that's part of the family? Oh man, uh, he uh, first of all, those eyebrows are out of fucking control. Yeah. Um, 
yikes but he I, I knew from the start i was like oh man he's something's up with this guy he is something he is so terrifying to watch um he makes your skin crawl he's disgusting and that's exactly what he needs to do so this guy always he is always bringing it with his performances i think it's because he's not he originally was not like an actor he was like from the military and like got a job you know he was the like consultant on full metal jack if no one's ever heard this story like a million people who probably have um he was the consultant on full metal jacket and he's just so fucking great they were like you know what you should do this role and if you haven't seen full metal jacket he steals the show um he's also sarge in toy story which is my ultimate favorite movie of all time (laughs) And on a side note, he's coach in Saving Silverman, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Damn, this man. He's great. He's, he's so great. good. He's great. And yeah, he pops up as one of our, our very creepy antagonists. I just think it's fun because oh. he's not originally like an actor. Didn't no. like going to be an actor, but he's just like I think he's just born to be an actor. It's so yeah. What a strange career path. And it's like, so interesting because that, he like, he fits he, it. He's good. He is good, and he's done a lot. He's done, you know, movies like this where he's playing an absolute creeper, uh, and then he's like you said, Sarge in Toy Story, like, and he's perfect voiced in that. So, it's such an interesting actor to have in this movie, and I think he. Oh, it's just he's so gross. He's so much, <laughs> but like in the best way. Like this is what he needs to do, and he he does it. Um, so yeah, he definitely stands out. Um, and then yeah, we have our, our group of teens. Are like there's like five of them. Yeah, and they just are you know some seventies teens driving just, around. <laughs> we just want to get high. Mm-hmm. Go to a- what concert do we want to go to, Jessica? I, for, I forgot. Was it? You know, um, it's so funny because yeah, you are not it getting Led it right. Led Zeppelin or was it? Um, that's what you thought it was. It's, it's Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. They're playing Freebird. <laughs> right. There is a line about Freebird in this. Sweet Home Alabama, I think, is playing. Oh, they were playing that as well. Big that's, fans. Because they're on the way to. to first of all, if you're on the way to the Leonard Skinner concert. <laughs> Maybe we don't listen to every Lennon's Skinner song because like yeah. we're gonna hear it again. Whatever. Freebird is a great song. I listened course, to it yeah. on the drive home from work the other day and it was just great. <laughs> There's a reason why everyone wants it played. Yeah, it's it may be the best <laughs> song ever written. Um so just a sidebar real quick. Yeah. Something that did to that did get to me a little bit and this is mostly in the beginning and then we get past it really fast but i will say it does feel like we are operating at like bare minimum of 70s culture and knowledge in this remake like it really does just feel like this is this could be 2005 (laughs) i think the only reason it's 70s is so we don't have cell phones yeah that could be i mean although like areas like there's so many areas in this country that to this day do not have self-service i've driven through them it's horrific um I, but again i originally i do think it's set in the 70s because based off a true story which i don't give a shit 
yeah, fuck that. Right. Set the it's based off a true story, but we're setting it in present day. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Care. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It can be. It, that's how basing a true story. That's how it works. Again, the, the simple fix is: oh shit, my cell phone doesn't work here. I believe that because that fucking happens. You're in the middle of West Texas, and you they don't have cell service. Yeah. No um, one lives out there. Why would they have cell service there? No. So I think that could work for like, especially if, even if we did a 2021 remake, that concept could still work because there are areas. But it just feels like when it comes to like like spe- movies that take place in a specific time, this does not feel like that. Again, it feels like very bare minimum 70s. We're, we're talking about Freebird and we're driving and pot and like and that, that's we, we do of, not have the 70s vibes we don't have the 70s vibes i don't think any one of our actors is really like dressed in 70s or like looks particularly 70s in terms okay. of like their hair and makeup and styling i think especially jessica beale like she does look straight out of 2002 or three but i would have liked a little bit more of is like if we're gonna do a 70s remake and have the the movie of the remake take place in the 70s we gotta get into it then we gotta like commit to 70s and we did not hear and also it did feel like as well the dialogue did not feel like 70s it felt like early 2000s yeah so that would that was one thing where it was like i don't think this needed to take place in the 70s we definitely could have just done a remake and they're whatever for whatever reason driving and then don't have cell service it's fine but Committed. Uh, I think you're originally talking about the cast. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Freebird. let's talk about the cast. So let's get back to the cast. Yes. So our five, our five friends, driving over to see uh Leonard Skinner. Uh, um, the fact that Eric Balfour's name is Kemper. I was okay. Like, what? That's not a name. So this, this actually, like, distracted me so much because I think. But that was a shout out or a nod or some sort of recognition to the famous serial Ed Kemper. Because ah. why the fuck else would that be the name, you know? Um, and if that was the case or not the case, they were screaming his name so much. They would be constantly like, Kemper, when they're looking for him, that I just kept thinking about serial killer Ed Kemper. So part of me was like, okay, like, I get it. So interesting. That's what they were going for. Cool. But like also stop saying his name too many times. Um, so we have iconic 2000s actor Eric Balfour. Oh, Eric Balfour. I've, I have very <laughs> conflicting feelings about him. Okay. Mostly because like when I see him, I think, fuck that guy. Fuck this so mm-hmm. much. But then when I took a step back and I realized, I only say that because he has played essentially the biggest fuckheads of this tv shows i've watched like the oc he plays eddie eddie mm. like oh, an, ex, an ex-boyfriend dick. who's like competing against our our main protagonist yeah he's also in six feet under as like a boyfriend that's like a total shit bag and i just think fuck this guy i hate eric Balfour and I actually don't like, I don't dislike Eric Balfour. What I do is, I really like his performances. It's just, I hate all the characters, which is just, he's just being a really great actor 
giving me a good performance enough to the point I hate the characters so much. Yeah. Because they're unlikable people. I I have to give this guy a pass. He's just, I don't know why I associate him with fuck that guy. Because <laughs> um, you're right. He's played these like really gross, mean guys um, so well that you just think like, Ugh, bad energy but really he's a good actor who's who's just can get into a role in this he's doing something different where he is just kabil's boyfriend he's yeah. a very like nice stand-up guy um so yeah, that he's was not the cool. complete utter douchebag mm-hmm. in this no he is not yeah he's um, just like i'm driving the van yeah i'm just like this is shit's crazy i don't like any of this um and him and jessica beale's character seem to have like a nice little relationship um but you know shit hits the fan and um it's, i mean boy does shit hit the fan it's there is a reveal that involves eric balfour's face that just punched me straight in my gut like okay so i could not handle it there's a so our main <laughs> yeah villain, you say it I our, can't our main villain of the movie Leatherface essentially our teens are like hey our first let's get back to the meat <laughs> of the story somehow they pick up a hitchhiker on their way to the Leonard Skinner concert who's also great this actress who plays the like hitchhiker, hitchhiker losing her mind hitchhiker Wonderful. decides like I'm done with life pulls out a gun out from her vagina somehow and then shoots herself in the fucking head and they're like oh well, we have to oh they're like what the fuck we gotta clean up this mess and like let's report it to the police like we gotta we gotta figure out how like ambulance can take this away but they're on the middle of nowhere they want to do the responsible thing so good for this group i like that they were just like some of them were like, maybe we should dump There was some pushback. Road. Yeah, there was some, there was one guy in particular but you, but you that was what? like, let's just dump her. The majority of the group was like, no, we got to do the right <laughs> thing, dude. That's true. Um, but while they're like trying to figure out what to do with her body, they run into like this house that has some, a crazy guy that has a giant chainsaw and just murders them essentially one by one. And Eric Balfour is our first one. He gets murdered because he's just like minding his own business and just gets murdered. He's trying to find his girlfriend. He's being a good guy. He, you know, his girlfriend walks in the house. It's taking a little longer. So he's like, hello. And, Wait, he gets murdered. We see some scenes where he's like thrown on the table. Leatherface is the name of, name of our like antagonist. Likes to cut off some skin and wear it. And later, when he's attacking some of the girls of our group, he turns around and he's wearing an Eric Balfour face mask. And I thought, holy fuck, that's so gross. Oh, no. It was such a reveal because, like... But it's it's also the highlight of the movie for me. Just seeing, like... Yeah. Oh, my God. I can see it. I can picture it because it's also through Jessica Biel's eyes and she is going through hell like she's going through it. She's like, that's my boyfriend's face. Oh, my God. Oh, no. And you know what kills me, too, is that Leatherface found an engagement ring. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, well, he's dumping Eric Balfour's body out. Finds he's, the engagement he finds the engagement ring. He, he probably was going to propose Eric Balfour. Oh man, the, his character, not the actor, but <laughs> I'm going to associate him with the character, the actor. Eric Balfour, you were so sweet. You didn't so deserve nice. this. You did not deserve this. I, but you know, I think that about every, every one of the five. I want to. I don't want to call them teens. They're like young adults. Yeah. All these young adults don't deserve any of these murders. None of them are assholes. No. We even have Jonathan Tucker from Black Donnelly's, who's he's just like the dork one of the group who loves getting high. And none of them deserve to get murdered. His demise is especially brutal as well, because he is held in that disgusting leatherface basement for a, a, a bit after being like just violated by a nasty sheriff man so he that that poor boy goes they all go through it like that's the thing they are all brutalized and we have to watch it and after a while that does get to be a little like much like probably where i started falling asleep yeah (laughs) i don't want to bodies just like shutting off like you don't need to watch any of this uh it because like not to keep bringing up the original one but to compare the, in the original one, while it is creepy and and gory, it's again quick. Whereas this was like there was some drawn out fucking torture. And like I love horror movies, but I can't do torture. Like, well, I have seen every Saw movie with you, but, <laughs> but... we had like a twelve hour marathon. We were like, and it was great. You were just like, I've never seen them. You should watch them right now. <laughs> One after the other, and it was like five a.m. You were like, "We're in like movie six. I should probably go home and go to sleep." But let's keep going. Was... Yep, and no regrets, no regrets whatsoever. Okay, so back to the cast because we've got one last one last to talk about, and that is Miss Jessica Biel herself. Yeah. Um. So okay. I have an opinion on Jessica Biel, and that is... Just one? Maybe a couple. Okay. So, I don't think that Jessica Biel is a bad actress. Okay. But I think that the early part of her career, she struggled and maybe suffered from some bad casting choices. Because um, she's not bad in this, like, at all. She's she's really actually very compelling as her like lead and the girl that we're following and our final girl in the end um so I think she's she's great and I have watched her in The Sinner which she is amazing and like unbelievably good in and I watched her in um the adaptation of Limetown which like no one else watched but I thought she was really good in that too so like she's Limetown is it's a podcast okay it's a podcast and then she was like i like this podcast i'm gonna produce it into a to a show and then facebook watch was like we'll take it and i was like i like the podcast so i'll watch it and no one else did what about seventh heaven because that's the thing (laughs) i knew her from um i mean i had seen seventh heaven back in the day because like there was literally no way you couldn't my Um, family watched it every week I believe we, that. We loved it. Rewatching a very special episode 
of there's many shows, but Seventh Heaven specifically, <laughs> because I grew up on it. It's so funny just reliving like how ridiculous <laughs> those fucking episodes were. If you haven't YouTubed it, a very a very special episode. I I have no affiliation with them. I've never <laughs> met the guy. But those fucking episodes are so funny. They're so good. Go watch um, them. Especially Seventh Heaven. Wow, wow. They're wonderful. <laughs> I was like, is this really? I always message it to my sister, too. Like, is this really what we watched? She's like, oh, shit. I don't remember any of this. It's oh what we watched. God. You know, I so I don't know. I'm not as familiar as the Harpers are with, uh, <laughs> with Seventh Heaven. We loved I, it so much. <laughs> we watched it like weekly when it aired it, like oh that was so good the family learned so many things plus jesus oh man it was so many things oh my god well that's like you know what go for jessica beal that's the role that started her off and, and she's also the cast member that was like you know what fuck this show <laughs> <laughs> like left like in like it's one of its last seasons she was like no no, no i've had enough of this i want to make other things good for her good for her oh, there's always a very controversial move for actors to leave like the role especially in tv that made them big but in oh, this case a good choice <laughs> good on you honey good on you because yikes but she Ooh. i feel like yeah has she been doing the center is the last big thing I think I've heard her done. Heard her done. Oh wow! Did I was that not proper good English for you, in Miss Indiana? God, fuck off! Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Um, no, she's real. She is really good. I think that there's just been certain acting opportunities where she. But I like you know early two thousands were fucking rough on women, you guys. And so I think that she was yes, just typecast. Just the early 2000s. <laughs> yep, just just then. Everything no, else no was other a time. Everything else was great. Still is. We just had a little hiccup. Huh. But I think she was, she's obviously a gorgeous person, like beautiful person. And I think like people saw that before. They saw like her ability. I for whatever reason, I just think she was like miscast in a lot of things and then finally when she was able to like come into her own was when she was like you know what like um i can fucking act guys hello yeah and this i think she's really good i think she's like so compelling to watch and it's a really if you think about it a simple role because she's just like the girl that this is her journey she the just has to be girl. scared the final girl and um she makes it way really like interesting to watch. I think. I think she's making some interesting choices when it comes to how she's expressing. Like, holy shit, I am terrified, and my friends are all murdered. So, yeah, I, I really like her in this. Yeah, no complaints about her acting in this. A lot of good screaming. A lot of good terror. Yeah. Like good realizing, oh fuck, that's my friend hanging from a goddamn hook. I don't like oh, this. Oh, that part was really dark. Okay, so overall, like the vibe of this movie, 
is not for me. Um, I could say that right because like it's it's just like everything's dirty and filthy and gross. And- Can we just like shout out the fucking production designers real quick and like the yeah. set dressers? Whoever's oh man, whoever's doing this is killing it. But like it's not for me. I feel grossed out. I'm yeah. just like I don't like any of this. But I do acknowledge that everything is done so well like Like, too well that's the thing like it's so i think like visually well done it makes me uncomfortable if you're really into like gross horror like ew i want to be grossed out this is it baby this is it it's Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. um so if if i'm gonna do my final thoughts can i give final thoughts yeah you know what um me personally it's not for me. It's not the movie, but like if you're into like really something fucked up and gross and like watching people get murdered one by one, this is done really well. This movie is a solid horror movie. But like I'm not like the super horror fan. I like can't be slashers when it comes to horror. This is not a can't be slasher. This is a gross slasher. It's for somebody. I can I know that. Uh, if that's your thing, you're gonna love this. If you are not into gross, like the whole thing looks, I want to just like clean the entire screen when I'm watching oh, this. Yeah. So like, it's for somebody. It's not for me. But like, I can't say that it's a shitty movie because it's done well. Yeah, I actually I completely agree with that take. Um, I'm like I really love horror movies. I don't necessarily love this particular type of horror, um, but again, there it is made for someone. Like this movie belongs to someone. I think if you are into sort of like, or if you were into like Saw and Hostel, like that kind of vibe, then yeah, this is definitely worth the watch. Even if you liked like the first one, you loved it, I'd still say give it a watch. I don't think that this is like a bad remake by any means. I think it's actually a very good remake um, because they are taking elements of what we know and amplifying a little bit more. This to me goes there like further than the original and the original one is fucking creepy. So it really just depends on like what level creepy you are willing to take part in. If you want to get down and dirty, yikes, this is it. I don't think this is a bad horror movie. I don't think this is a bad movie at all. I think it's intense. It's a very intense movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I, with all that being said, I liked watching it. I don't think I'll watch it again for those reasons. Um, because it's just not like, if I'm going to go to horror, I'm not going to go to like this level. It's a dark place. But if you want to go there, especially during Halloween season, hell, it's on HBO Max. Fucking stream it. Oh, for now, it's on HBO Max. For now, for now. <laughs> so it's Friday the Thirteenth. For now. You know what? Watch as many of the reboots as you can. Why not? Especially if you were like a teen or adolescent in that time period. I'm gonna tell you right now, it is so fucking fun to watch these remakes, good or bad. I am having a blast. So yeah, watch it if you want to. <laughs> If you don't, you don't. That's fine, too. I think in terms of the harshness that this movie got, 
undeserved. I think in terms of that, it deserves a second chance for sure. But I think you're right that you need to be a very specific audience member of the horror genre to watch this and enjoy it. So it's when you can't be like, oh no, it's great horror. Rewatch it. You'll love it. Cause like you probably fucking won't. It's a lot to handle. But be ready. Be ready when going into this one. Cause oof. So it's a time. Um, but you know what? Good job, Jessica Beale. Good job, Eric Balfour. Good job, Eric Balfour. I can't stress that enough. Top bill. This motherfucker, Eric Balfour, got his name above Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Good for you. Good for you, Eric. Wherever yeah. you're at. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode, another spooky episode of Second Chance Movies. Um, as always, a big thank you to BD McBeatface for making our dope theme song that we love I so love much. That dude. We, love, we love that dude and love that song. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd. Continue the conversation with us. We want to know what you think. Oh, and you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also get a visual episode if you want. You can find us on YouTube. And yeah, we'll be back next Sunday with another Second Chance movie that is definitely an early 2000s horror slasher remake. Ray. Yay. Again, there's no sound bites for this one. But there I will, sure isn't. But we'll say, I'm so surprised that Eric Belfort is it second build second build above the movie title and i know his movie title no is he second build but he's the first one to go second chance